0: Hey, this is Farah Hanifnan with Rooted Black Girls, representing everyday Black millennial women in multiple faiths and cultures. Today, we're talking about performing for the male gaze. Are you with it? Are you not? Does it help us? Does it not? Sit back and write out with us. We'll get into it now. Hey, Sanamu so, alaykum, how are you? I'm good, but How are you?
1: doing good girl just tweeted went off and uh <laughs> I was, this is just a shoot the shit episode and so uh what did I say in the tweet I said something about like I'm tired of performing for the male gaze right and we're like that's the episode
0: that's the episode period I, I think it's super interesting because it impacts so many areas of, of my life. Like when you when you said that initially, I was like, wait, what should you say, run that back? And I was like, that's so true. And like, it literally, I feel like when it comes down to um, even like anti familial advice about like how you should pursue marriage in corporate America, in politics, right? We just had our episode on Kamala Harris last week. And I think it's just where we're at right now, we just can't escape it. So I'm super excited for this conversation
1: can't escape it. It's like between Kamala Harris, like at the inauguration, she decided to wear a dress suit, um, and not her usual pantsuit. And that's all the rage. It's like performative as fuck, you know, but we have to subscribe to this or you'll get lost. Right. And so I was just reflecting on it. I was, uh, thinking, um, I think maybe like last week I posted something where I was, you know, I was just like laying in bed and I was like, um, I'm excited that, you know, I've been doing a good job about staying at home and not, going to the next function and the next function amid COVID with the mask and precautions, right? Right. So um, then you get so much attention. And I just think like, wow, I don't want to be like addicted to this because I can see it works. Like niggas are stupid, you know? (laughs) A woman can show a little this, a little that, a lot of this, a lot of that and get y'all to buy them fucking Birkins, you know? Like it's a real thing. It's a real thing. It goes from like hard eyes on Instagram, you know, text messages they'll send you because you, you know, they like the way that you look or you carry yourself, but women know what they're doing, right? Some women do, some women don't. I'm
0: just getting hit to the game. So, so two things, right? One, for those who may not understand what we mean by um, performing for male attention, give me an, like break that down for us a little bit. And then two, because you said you're a little bit of a late bloomer, walk us through like what your pro, your mind, uh, your your thought process was in terms of like realizing like, oh, this is like a whole thing.
1: Yes. Okay. So around the male gaze, everything from advertising to what we decide to wear to how we hold our hair or like decide to wear our hair um, goes and connects to the male gaze. You know, I'd like to think a lot of the time that, um, you know, I'm someone who's going to put lip gloss to sit in the living room, right? So there's a lot of it where I do it for myself, but there's some element like, <laughs> you know, I'd be a joke or asinine to think that some of how I carry myself or put myself together isn't connected to, you um, to like how men look at you and what men want and what they like. And I saw a tweet maybe like a few weeks back, maybe a month back where a woman said, oh, I've realized over the years that if I wear my hair straight and I'm skinnier, I get the sophisticated guy. If I decide to wear my hair in a wrap or a turban, I get the spiritual dude, you know, maybe a hotep. Um, I I was literally about to say hotep. (laughs) Oh, hell yeah. I used to get, oh, when I was when I went from hijab to turban style, turban, hotep central, you know? And then when I went to like curly styles, then you get, I, I kind of, I think curly kind of like, kind of fits because I think it's, you know, you think about advertising now, it's kind of like a larger, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A, a lot of people are consuming curly hair and curly hairstyles. And so I think it does have a larger net of like people who are attracted to curly hairstyles um because it's more advertised um but i just think that a, sometimes i just have to re-examine and think like what is this what is, is it for me or is I, am, am i being performative you know and when i'm being performative do i kind of like it you know <laughs> and and then rolling back and being like this ain't cute i'm not trying to perform for y'all niggas you know yeah i think as you mentioned like there's some element of like women holding you to a higher regard or kind of uh increasing your net worth in societal like dynamics by how much yeah. attention you get from uh, black men or men in general look at Lori. look at our girl Lori harvey you know
0: like listen absolutely it reminds me of that poem on that beyonce song where she's like women are taught to compete for the attention of men Right. Not for their accomplishments, not for their level of education, not for their their, their their strength or their skill or whatever the case may be. And I think it's absolutely right. I think in media we're inundated as women, and even men are, are even in terms of how you advertise to men, it's you know how to make women uh uh, seek your attention even more with flashy cars and all these other things right and it's it's exhausting but it could definitely be the rat race i think anybody who's a content creator online whether that's youtube podcast you know you're always trying to figure out like how to toe the line right like how do you make it appealing and desirable for people to want to consume your content but staying authentic right especially as muslim women especially as hijabis or even anybody who dresses modestly yeah. it's so challenging because you know to the point to your point if i show a little bit of Right. You know, I, I have a joke with my coworkers. And you know, some one time I had my pants and I had them cuffed once. And one of my male coworkers has said, girl, are you showing your damn ankles? Like, I'm texting Fred right now. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> right. But it's so funny the idea of like, you know, showing more skin. Somehow translates to like more sex appeal and more desirability and all of this stuff. And it's hard. It's hard when you're in the business of social media not to do what you know works because creating valuable content that's not exactly sexy takes so much more work, right? It takes so much more skill because you got to break through all of the other sexualized content. Mm -hmm. So I totally agree with you. And I think. It's it's something that I struggle with frequently. Like you know you know me. Like I'll I'll be online and I'll do the pictures and I'm like fuck y'all. I'm not doing that. Like I'm doing my own thing. And I, and I, it's so funny. And I think especially. Yeah. And I think even in terms of like my hijab, my journey as a hijab, as, as a hijab, we've talked about in previous episodes where we we're talking about Harima, Um, Like, I remember taking off my hijab and going back out for the first time when I was in college. And I remember like, why is everybody looking at me all of a sudden? Y'all was ignoring me last week. Like, you know, literally people like, oh, do you want to hang out now? And it's like, am I, am I cooler? Or, you know, do you want to hang out with me more? Because now like, I'm, I'm more acceptable or because you see my hair, t- texture or like I never understood it and I always loved about the hijab personally and even dressing modestly the like I control that no if you want to know me you got to know my heart you got to know my mind you got to know my intellect and if you can't rock with that if there's no, not enough here and this is a whole lot of say that's a whole lot of drip right <laughs> like even without showing the skin then you know I can't rock with you like you're gonna have to do what it does. like if, if, if that means that we're not friends I didn't want you in my circle anyway
1: exactly and I think you touch on it beautifully by saying like when you get that attention, because we know what to do, right? Then it's only temporary. Everything is temporary. It's fleeting, bruh, you know? And so when you get that attention for that moment, then it creates this like machine of attention seeking. And that's the fear that I have of like uh, performing, being performative on Instagram for the male gaze and then creating a machine of like, like a slot machine for these niggas, you know, to like just pushing down, pushing down. And I'm just, always in constant kind of thought around do what am i doing why am i doing it you know i always say that y'all i always am trying to figure out why i'm doing what i'm doing everything with
0: intention
1: everything with intention and so even your you know what you said about your ankle men will find something to look at right you think about saudi culture right and women literally women, about to
0: talk about saudi arabia
1: I was like, <laughs> men, women are wearing the bra and they love an eyebrow you know like they will find they love an, <laughs> an eyebrow, an eyebrow. They, like it's everything it's so much and so um i just think like oh my goodness i just like there's i'm so confused because that just blows my mind the whole thing about saudi right like you show an ankle and you're considered like a jezebel you know like <laughs> so then you think about the united states right and how the what is sexualized and what's okay like this the sexualized agenda so to speak and then what is performative right and so I was thinking, I have this uh, homeboy, um, He he's fascinating. He like gives me all things advice around men, right? And kind of what they're thinking. And I'm like, is this, are y'all that this sick? And he's like, we are sick motherfuckers.
0: <laughs> so. What did, he, what did he say though? Do you mind sharing?
1: Yeah. So he, he was like, one day he was looking at my Instagram and uh, he was telling me, he was just like, yeah, you're just a little kind of, um, what was the word? Um, I, I he's like, I you're a dope person. Uh, I appreciate conversations with you. Um, but you're not that sensual on Instagram.
0: <laughs> I'm offended. <laughs> I was
1: offended, and I was like, that's not what I'm trying to sell, bro. And he was like, okay, then, all right. He was like, there are ways to be covered and be Muslim and hold your, you know, hold your line of what you do and what you don't do and still kind of garner the attention of men and he was like you just don't do that well (laughs) he tells me like I (laughs) I know I know so then he dared me he was like okay you're fully covered in this photo post it and when I tell you he was accurate like the amount of male attention I got I was like sick I was like this is so fucking weird bro (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so it, it was like an experiment. And then I was like, I think soon after I posted a really masculine photo where I was like wearing army fatigue and like oh, a all shirt, you know, no yeah. I was like, man, get out of here, y'all. Like I'm not doing this for y'all. But it's true. And if I can discuss a little bit about me being a late bloomer, you asked that. Um, yeah. I went, I remember I went to a high school that was majority like black and Latinx. And I was like, ooh. Ooh, I'm gonna be in trouble, you know, because it was just like fineness. I was like, ooh, ooh, oh, oh, oh no, prospects. <laughs> yes, and then we moved right um to Jacksonville, Florida, all white school, and I was bored, you know, and I just studied a lot. I got straight A's, you know. That was good. <laughs> I had no eye candy, right? No
0: entanglements, no distractions, no entanglements. girl. And no
1: like, Of course, I like the one black guy in uh in high school, but he was like about 10 inches shorter than me <laughs> and we're still friends to this day like right. he's told homie but that, if I had if I my one crush was that one guy so late bloomer undergrad books grad school books hijab right and then of course we talked about my hijab journey and then getting into my 30s and then like maybe being a little more comfortable around dating right because I really truly haven't dated like that you know I was just like in school I didn't connect with anyone, especially in graduate school. So then that was six, seven years of not talking to anyone. Right. So then I come to Atlanta and I'm like open to the idea of it. And I'm, I'm like, not in the race. Okay. <laughs> especially in the city mean, of Atlanta. Not in the race. Wait, what do you mean? It's Atlanta is super performative. Like Sis is
0: like, Oh yeah. Girls it's a, it's a different world people. out there.
1: Yeah, heels, dresses, hair, nails, lashes, okay? And men love this stuff. I had a guy tell me, he was like, I'll pay for all of it, you know? <laughs> <I was>
0: like, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. He's like, I want to see you in it. Like, I want you done up and I'll pay
1: for up. it. Like, laugh. He literally was like, I'll pay for all your... uh uh, and I didn't, I didn't pay this. No mine. y'all. Let me tell you, no mind. <laughs> enough, you know, and they love that too when you give them no attention. You know, and it's so, so it's just it it's like, just boggles oh my mind. He's like, nails, and my friends tell me that, like, oh, they love it. Lashes, oh, they love it. You know what I mean? And it's just, you like, know what it
0: is? It's each of these things. I, I asked a male before I was married because I remember. Um, I remember one day I had come into the office and I put makeup. You know, I don't really wear makeup to work because in my mind it's distracting. People, people treat me differently. And then I don't need you thinking about who I am outside of work. Focus here. We're doing this meeting, this project, and that's it. I don't need you like, oh, well, do you have fun? No, don't ask me. I'm not adding you on Facebook now, right? So one time I came and I had my makeup done because I had either was going somewhere right after work or I had just came from somewhere and I had randomly gotten my nails done. I generally don't do my nails like in terms of like paint them and going getting them done one it just destroys my nails I never like it doesn't matter who I go to like the removal process is just terrible and if you get them p- painted they just it doesn't last so anyway so and I remember one of my male co-workers was like who the hell do you think you are and I was like what and it's like an older gentleman and he was like he's like man you would be so bad if you kept up with yourself basically and I was like <laughs> Like, what he's like he's like you're and this was this was years before I was married to be clear right he's like man he's like he's like I'm sure you get like a lot of male attention he's like but men realize that he's like you haven't had your nails painted in weeks and I was like <laughs> I was like do y'all and he, and he's like a good friend so I was like do y'all really pay attention? he said men fucking notice yeah. he's like well, you he's like we may not know that if you switch up your hair but if you're putting attention and and time into your appearance in terms of like makeup and nail polish and outfits and he said it's the femininity he said it's all small small pieces that build up this image of you that you're feminine and I was like why the fuck is that important like he's like that's why men like skirts because it's something only women do and it reinforces like you know the chase and dominance and because they can imagine you in a skirt being more submissive when they take it off. And I was like, that's so fucking retarded. He's like, it's just what it is. It is what it is. He's like, that's exactly how men think. And I remember like, okay, note to self, never buy another goddamn skirt again. You're going to get these sweatpants. Okay. And you're going to like it. And if you don't fuss. Okay. So
1: yesterday, I, my chief in my department, I'm in the glaucoma clinic. One of the scribes, beautiful young lady, she got all touched I looked at her, I was like, girl, where are you right now? This is the eye clinic, bruh. She had her nails, she got them done. She had her hair done, lashes, to the to the point where the 60-something-year-old white Greek Orthodox man went up and walked up to her and was just like, whoa, like, what's going on here? And she was like, every two to three weeks, I'm keeping it up. And he was like, all of that? You know, he was mesmerized and fascinated. Wow. Lashes, like, and he, he could barely see me. Not that I want his attention. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like it was hilarious to me, bro, but I saw it play out, you know, and I wasn't buying or competing with her. Like not, not, of course, not my interest at all. Not at so all. I was examining like, Whoa, this shit works for old baby boomer
0: ass men too. I always like for us to structure at least a little bit of advice. You know, we, we don't ever get on here pretending to know all the answers sure. or to tell you what to do with show life. Yeah. But I do like to offer, um resources and things to ponder right so farah what would you say to um a podcast listener who's like yeah but like what do we do about it
1: man that is tough because i'm like a baby in this area right where i'm noticing like oh my god if i post this photo then i get all these likes i get all these hearts you know all of this right um where i wasn't completely tuned into that um And so, you know, advice that I'd have is like, just always know why you're doing what you're doing. Right. And if it is that you're attention seeking and you want that, it's a normal thing to want that. Right. And I think for women, you know, for the most part, we kind of want it from one person. So we're kind of casting that large net of like, who's going to catch what I'm given. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You know, so I just, I just think like, um you know it's a tough place to be it's tough to be a woman because we know that it works to upkeep ourselves, as your example you know kind of uh, showed us and displayed to us um and so just you know like I, there's so i always want to have some element of like i'm doing it for me because i i like this and i enjoy this and then you want to think about the prophetic tradition too you know if we could bring that in around like Clean, keep yourselves well-groomed and clean, right? Make yourself happy, have a great nice exterior, right? But then also um, connect it to like, you know, Dean and Dunya, right? It's a hard place to be. And I told someone this, I was having a conversation with them. I was like, it's easier to lie on extremes. It's probably the hardest thing in our life to, to be in moderation and to be in, in a moderate space when it comes to our religious faith, right? Um, and we can easily move into extremes of like wanting attention to not wanting attention. Those areas are, are probably easier to live on because it's like, all I have to do this is all I have to do is do this specific thing and I don't get attention and I do get attention, but how do you upkeep yourself, get the attention and it not create a a cycle of attention seeking. Right. I don't know. I mean, y'all let us know because I'm not relationships are not my. (laughs) Thing, okay. Like I'm, yeah. I'm not, I, I can't, I can't say that I'm an expert in this space. Um, and I'm, I'm yeah. learning a lot right now around, but you know
0: what you, you were really, at least in my opinion, right? Cause again, there's no right or wrong answer, but in my opinion, I think you were really on the right track. I think the moment where you realize this is not fun, whether that's posting consistently on Instagram and the pressure to always like, you know, keep this facade up. Right. Some girls, like there's girls in my in college I went to who it didn't matter if it was eight a.m. accounting, brows, lashes, concealer, outfit, everything, every fucking day, and I still am in awe of those women. I don't know how the hell they do it, right? But you know, and you would never see them without makeup ever.
1: Yeah, and I think right? that's what and so too. like my dad. It is. It I, is. I really have the upkeep kind of lens from my dad, of all people. Like he would wake up at seven o'clock in the morning. He'd drink his coffee, watch Meet the Press, Wolf Blitzer. You know what I mean? I'd be there with him, but then he'd always like, when he got ready to go out, always wearing like the flyest, right? And so he kind of gave us, that you know alhamdulillah like Mashallah, he always gave a set like you upkeep yourself you know and so I didn't even get that as much for my mom my mom is very minimalist she has like five things in her closet to the point where I'm like Yo, she's so fly, great. Mashallah. <laughs> yeah,
0: mashallah, <laughs>
1: mashallah. <laughs> but my dad was the person who was like upkeep and you know men in part uh he's from the Ahmed, like clan if so to speak and they're known to be men who are very like kind of good looking who kind of like take care of themselves and I actually that's where I get a lot of like how when I go out I like to look decent, you know. Um so yeah I just I think it's a fine balance. It's a fine balance. But you're right about like the skirt wearing dress wearing like they love that you know and yeah. it blows my mind how visual men are and I really think like men should lower their gaze. Can we talk about that though?
0: <laughs> like, uh, Ooh, I'm up there, I don't know if they're ready for that message. Lower your gaze brother.
1: Yeah like I think you know, we're talking about how to police women when I think men should police themselves. Like men, especially Muslim men, bruh. Like your. are like well, there is there's a reason why you should only you take that first look you see what you like and you lower it bruh you know what i mean there's a reason it's also
0: it. very very hard for men you know like i can tell you like as part of like our uh counseling that we did in terms of like marriage and like what the shayas were talking about they were talking about how allah made men very visual creatures subhanallah right and how much of a struggle it is for muslim men to be upstanding when you got the especially like on a college campus where you got the girls were freaking leggings and yoga pants all damn day like can you imagine as women trying to like avert your eyes from everything that was inappropriate that women do so i i have sympathy and empathy for men but i do agree with you that we should hold them accountable you know and and so that they could be respectful i see your face is like "Ah, i don't want to talk about that But I I do want to be honest about that because it it is it is difficult right it is it is difficult I see my brothers struggle with trying to respect women who sometimes don't respect themselves and it's hard and it's to do that without offending someone and without with also standing your ground so I I think that there's their own struggle too
1: what's not what a woman not respecting herself what does that mean you know I think especially in the Muslim community they see I'm I'm talking
0: about like when a woman does things to a person who's like married, for example, or you know that this brother doesn't engage in that kind of conduct. And you're like, oh, it's just a da 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 da, you know what I mean? And in, in crouching on their space, I've seen women do it. Um, and I've seen men, especially Muslim men, trying not to offend people. And I'm not saying this is the majority. I'm yeah. talking about my husband, my brothers. I've been in situations with them where I see that they've got to be very delicate because if they say, "Hey, I don't want to see that very harshly," then it's interpreted as, "Oh, we're we're um, we're subjecting women to how they should behave." And it's more so like, "No, bro, do whatever you want, but you're in my space now, and I don't I don't want to engage with you that way." You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I think I often see on the opposite side where men try to relegate what women do, you know?
0: Oh, for sure. I think that's the majority of the time, to be honest. I think that's the majority of the, the time.
1: So it's just, it's it's this, it's this cat and mouse game, if you will, of just like men who enjoy, you know, that gaze, that long look, that a little Instagram post. Little- the long look. <laughs> Uh, they like to see the the contour the body you know what i mean and really kind of shedding light and giving women a lot of attention and the muslim brothers will are subjected to this and then also to the area of like wanting to police their women right it's just it's fascinating to me of just like what you enjoy and what you decide to police and how that's part of this like venn diagram of a mess that that men do and 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 this this episode isn't really too Uh, cast a negative lens on on men, Muslim men at at all. I think it's more the idea of women choosing to be performative versus not performative or, you know, Because it's your choice dibble dab yep. thing if you will you know and I think that's exactly what I do it's just sometimes I decide to put, sometimes I don't understand too you know one time I posted a photo and I got a lot of attention I think I showed you I was like if not is this inappropriate and you're like no girl you just walk in you know and I was like okay but I got so <laughs> much weird attention from that yeah so it's just, it's it's a tough place to be. We wanna have the conversation. I think this is definitely one of the conversations where we just don't have the answer to, you know? Yeah. Um, and we didn't do anything. I think the most to- important thing. Yeah. yeah,
0: I think the most important thing is like taking care of yourself because there's not a right or wrong way to do it. When it feels icky, and, and I know for me, I, I have those moments where it's just like, it's uncomfortable, yeah. right? And I know what makes me feel safe, you know? I'm, like, so for example, have you ever walked past like a group of men, but you knew you had like a long coat or a long something? And it's like, look, but you ain't gonna see nothing because I'm covered. And eh. you know what I mean? But you feel, I know I felt more safer sometimes knowing that my butt was covered or whatever the case may be, because it's my choice. I'm in control. No matter what you do, like I have, you know, put myself in a position where i'm comfortable. Not to say that that's that excuses men from doing the right thing and being fucking decent human beings, but i know that that me minding what makes me feel good and putting myself first has always always helped me.
1: Yeah, i agree. Um there was someone i was talking to, really was feeling him, you know, this a little while ago, and um we were following each other on like all platforms and at some point i was like, "Ooh, this feels performative." Like i just don't want to tweet I don't want to engage the way that I want with my friends um, out of uh, you like looking on my Twitter, you know, That's and so I mm-hmm. you know, even though I was like, I, you know, was really enjoying the conversation was really feeling this person, you know, was uh, interested in getting to know them further. I unfollowed them because I was just like, it has nothing to do with you. It's just that I don't want to be performative for you. You know, I don't, I don't know you like that, bro. Yeah. And so I, yeah. I did make that decision. So I think those are things that women can do. Like, there was recently where I, I recognized, I was like, oh, some of these men just follow me. I don't know who they are. So I unfollowed them. I was just like, well, I'm not doing this for you, bro. Like you're not a homie, you know? And I recognized that. And so I made the decision to unfollow some people. So- Good you know, for you, better. Yeah, I'm just like, and some of them realized, and I was like, mm, I don't really want to explain this, but it, I just didn't want to perform for you. That's it. Um, and it's, it's, it's fascinating what women have to go through. You have to think like you just mentioned around, like, do I wear this? Do I wear that? In Atlanta, I'm considered slim, thick. No one bothers me here, you know, but like when I grew up in Jackson, Florida, (laughs) I remember wearing bigger clothing. So I wouldn't get attention because I didn't like it at all. It made me feel very uncomfortable. Um, you know, here it's just like little medium booties don't matter, you know, so alhamdulillah. (laughs) You know, so, um, yeah, but, uh, it's, it's, it's a hard place to be for women because we know that it works when we do it, you can do it really well and show a lot and get a lot of attention. And even in the Jasmine Sullivan song, uh, one of, she has a lot of interludes between each song. And one of them is just like this, you perform for your husband too, so you can get what you want. You know, and she's talking about sex with her husband.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I have heard that.
1: Yeah, she was like, whether you're married, whether you're not married, you know what to do to get the bag, sis, you know? And we know our femininity and our sexuality. There's a lot of power there in getting what we want because men, as you said, are very visual, visual people, creatures, I don't know, creatures, you know, whatever. so it's just, I think, in knowing that power, it's just how I decide to use it. You know, I don't, I don't even fault anyone for using it because I think it's something right. that it Allah gave us, right? But I think it's how we do it, how we decide to kind of formulate it, and and when do we when we decide to like shh the power. You know, like I love that. magic
0: powers. I think we just, I think, I think, I think all that was said was all that needed to be said was said. And I think we should just leave it right there. But we can continue the conversation on Instagram. So if you guys feel a particular kind of way, if you were jumping out at your seats, hood in front of the pot, I can just imagine her I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna jump in and say something. So, shout out to Huda. You know, we love her. But yeah, hit us up on Instagram. Let us know what you guys think. If you guys are watching this on IGTV, drop us a comment below. And on every other podcast platform, make sure you rate and review. We will see you next time. Peace.